0: Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, and I'm filling in for David Kern today. Today, I'm going to read for you a poem called St. Francis and the Sow by Galway Kennel. The bud stands for all things, even for those things that don't flower, for everything flowers from within of self-blessing, though sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing its loveliness, to put a hand on its brow of the flower and retell it in words and in touch, it is lovely, until it flowers again from within of self-blessing. As St. Francis put his hand on the creased forehead of the sow and told her in words and in touch blessings of earth on the sow, and the sow began remembering all down her thick length, from the earthen snout all the way through the fodder and slops to the spiritual curl of the tail, from the hard spininess spiked out from the spine down through the great broken heart to the sheer blue milk and dreaminess spurting and shuddering from the 14 teats into the 14 mouths, sucking and blowing beneath them the long, perfect loveliness of sow. Galway Kennel was an American poet. He lived from 1927 to 2014, so he's a contemporary poet. And he won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry for his 1982 collection, Selected Poems. And he also split the National Book Award for Poetry with Charles Wright. So he was well-known, well-decorated within his time. And from 1989 to 1993, he was the Poet Laureate in the state of Vermont. Uh, And he was a great lover of Walt Whitman. And you can hear some Whitmanesque uh, qualities within his poetry, uh, kind of the sing song undulations of the lines uh, that don 't sound like nursery rhymes, but they still have kind of a regular back and forth rhythm to them, as Walt Whitman did uh, and and One thing that Galway Kinnell is well known for that is following Whitman uh, is is his rejection of the romantic ideal of poetry, capital R romantic. Um, And the romantics really believed that the imaginary world, the inner world of the poet had this transcendent quality to it. Uh, And so poets were kind of like special people, poets and artists and creators uh, have this access to another world that exists in the realm of imagination. And then they create art or write poetry or songs or whatever uh, that reflects that kind of higher world. And Whitman and people who, think like him, like Galway Kennel, really just roundly rejected that idea. They, they thought that the role of a poet was to draw attention to uh, the goodness of the concrete created world um, of nature and images and uh, people. And so their poetry was focused on this inherent glory of being in flesh. And I see this just really clearly in this poem. Uh, the poem tells a little bit of a story. Uh, St. Francis was well known for uh, being the saint that could speak to animals, that could commune with the natural world, specifically with animals. And that they would, animals, you know, birds and mammals, he would go out into the woods and they would follow him and and uh, had this relationship with St. Francis, who is an advocate for uh, the beasts and the birds in the natural world. And so in this Poem St. Francis is stroking a sow, uh, which sows female pigs, um, mother pigs this is a nursing sow are not known for being beautiful animals they're not celebrated for the glory of their soundness, so to speak, uh, but this poem celebrates the inherent concrete value of the sow. Uh, And St. Francis is stroking the sow, and in doing that, uh, teaches the thing its loveliness. Uh, The poem formally is interesting. I don't know if you could tell as I was reading it. um, You can listen again when I, I, I read it at the end of the podcast, that it's all one sentence, which made it, frankly, a bit tricky to read. I had to practice it a couple of times before I did the recording because it's very complex, long sentence. It's not a long poem. It doesn't even take up one page, but it's a long poem for being one sentence, if that makes sense. And there's several little formal elements, little chunks or, or bits of interest embedded within the poem that I particularly noticed in reading aloud, like, for example, the alliteration in this segment, from the hard spininess spiked out from the spine. Uh, That phrase with all those S sounds, uh, it was tricky to read aloud, but it really drew attention to uh, the spiky nature of this sow's spine. Again, not necessarily an image that we would connect with loveliness, and the contrast between the concrete reality of this sow that many would consider gross or even disgusting, a, a sow wallowing in mud, nursing her young, it's fat and bloated, and with, but it has this spiny spine, uh, that's not something that we would look at and see as beautiful unless we're paying attention unless we're closely reading the natural world, uh, unless we're the kind of people that are trained to see the inherent beauty in a thing. And that's what Galway Kennel is inviting us to do through these uh, formal elements like that alliteration that, that makes that segments of the The sow stand out to us. It kind of forces us to slow down our pace in reading and pay attention to the idea of this spiky spine on the back of a fat sow. And he's saying, "It's my job to reteach a thing its loveliness." Saint Francis is leaning over and stroking it to say, "No, you're you're a beautiful thing. There's inherent value in you." Um, So I'm going to read the poem one more time: "Saint Francis and the Sow" by Galway Kennel. The bud stands for all things, even for those things that don't flower, for everything flowers from within of self-blessing. Though sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing its loveliness, to put a hand on its brow of the flower and retell it in words and in touch, it is lovely, until it flowers again from within of self-blessing. As St. Francis put his hand on the creased forehead of the sow, and told her in words and in touch, blessings of earth on the sow. And the sow began remembering all down her thick length, from the earthen snout all the way through the fodder and slops to the spiritual curl of the tail, from the hard spininess spiked out from the spine and down through the great broken heart to the sheer blue milk and dreaminess spurting and shuddering from the 14 teats into the 14 mouths, sucking and blowing beneath them the long, perfect loveliness of sow. This has been The Daily Poem. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again with another poem.